Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 2, <clears throat> one verse of scripture. Verse number 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. And the Lord God formed man of the dust. I want to talk to us about the ministry of dust. The ministry of dust. Why don't we put our Bibles down? I know we've worshiped the Lord a bunch here today and magnified his name, but I wonder if all of us could just pray and make it really personal and say, God, I want something today. I took the time to get ready. I've got an anticipation and an expectation. Let's, let's pray. Father, we love you. Father, we praise you. We have visitors here today that you've already, you've already caught their attention. I pray for the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and the people of God to harmonize together to create an environment where understanding, revelation, wisdom, and good things can be imparted in this place today. We won't fail to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. When we talk about ministry, we are talking about the intended purpose of a thing. The Bible tells me to everything there is a purpose. There is a functionality, a God-ordained functionality for everything. What is dust? Is dust that that's, which is collecting on your hardwood floor that's got fuzz and dog hair? And maybe some dust mites? No. That is not the dust in the Word of God. Interestingly, the Hebrew, afar, literally means powder. Literally means powdered earth. The exact same word is used for ashes, interestingly, for ashes. The word that I'm going to introduce that all of us are familiar with is the word dirt. It is dried dirt. This dust here in Genesis 2 and 7 is the most minute of all physical particles, even more minute than sand. Sand, which is also granular, but is crushed, pulverized rock. 
lacks the ability. If you've ever held a handful of sand, you understand that there's no, there's no solidity. There's just, you just have a handful of sand and you cannot build upon it, which is why the Bible says not to build on sand. It has no solidity. <clears throat> but the Bible says that the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, which means there is a unique difference between the environment of the ground and the dust that lays on the ground. And as I began to study this out, and I've looked at this and read this, I don't know, maybe hundreds of times, just like you have, I began to, the more I began to explore this, the more my interest began to grow in this incredible biblical definition called dust. The human body is made up of 41 various chemical elements, and these basic elements, carbon, iron, and oxygen, etc., are all found in dust. And so it is the building blocks of our frame. The Bible said in Psalm 103, verse number 14, for he knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. In the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40, verse number 12, the Bible says, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and meted out heaven with the span and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, which means there is a finite, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> there is a finite measurement of dust. Now that's hard to comprehend, but God knows all things. And there is a limitation on dust. The Bible says that the Lord formed man here like a potter, but there had to be another element so that dust could have some content and malleability. It could be it could be shaped. It could be molded. If you go to verse number six, just but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. So here, dust is commingling with H two O, and now it's not just a handful of dried dirt, but now it's got it's got some moisture in it. It's got. It's got, as I've already mentioned, malleability. It can be, it can be formed. It can be, it can be, it can be shaped. And then there has to be one last component. And the Bible said that God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. But the most elementary, the primacy of our nature is dust. It is the most basic element of who you and I are. You can put a nice suit of clothes on. You can put, you can fix your hair. You can do a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, you're just dust. 
Look at your neighbor and say, you're just dust. Now, you are not, you're not being rude. You are just telling the truth. <clears throat> if you'll notice with me here in Genesis chapter number two, this is theologically, this is a commentary of what God is actually performing on the sixth day. There were six days of creation. And what is taking place here on the sixth day is, is unique. The very first principle of conversion is making something out of nothing. God spoke the worlds into existence just by um, uttering the logos, the word of God, the thought, the word, the idea of God. God was able to speak the worlds. And when you say the worlds in existence, you're not just talking about terra firma and then, and then the cosmic world. But you are talking about different stratas of principle and different stratas in which there's angels that live. And then, of course, there's three different heavens, and one of those is, is the throne room of God. And just by speaking the word, God created. That is a manifestation of the very first principle of conversion, is to convert nothing into something. And I want to stop long enough to say that that principle is alive in this room. In fact, the Bible warns us that if a man think himself to be something, when in reality, not how people see, but how God sees, if a man think himself to be something, when in reality he's nothing, he deceiveth himself and the truth is not in him. But if we ever can come to the place of humbling ourselves and accepting how God sees us and accepting what God has for us, now God can make something from nothing. Go ahead and clap your hands and give him praise. So part of the role of the church is to help convince you that really in the light of how God sees us, we're really nothing. As the church was honoring my wife and I up here and, and just the incredible environment that's here in this room today and, and the praises have gone up and, and God has angels that are here and God's presence is here and Jesus is in the room and, and uh, the church was, was uh, honoring my wife and I. I thought back of early this morning when I was in a prayer meeting and, and God revealed to me all over again his, his, his plan for my life. The value that I have in my life is nothing that I've done on my own. It's the value that God placed on me. And it's the value that God, you may have walked in here today and say, I'm a nobody, I'm a nothing. Oh, I beg to differ with you. You're worthy of everything. God said he so loved the world that he gave it all. Come on, somebody. 
This is the whole role of the church is what we do is we convert people's ignorance into knowledge. We convert how they were raised to think in a world that's on its way down, that they can understand that God's value placed on me because he loves me. You don't even have to feel it. All you got to do is know it. All you got to do is believe it. I just want to praise him a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for placing a value upon us. Come on, somebody give him praise here today. And so the first principle of conversion is converting something into, from nothing. The second dimension or second principle of conversion is converting something into something else. And so that's exactly what God did. God created mammals, God created birds, God created insects, God created this incredible supernatural terrarium of an environment. But to me, almost equal to that great miracle of an environment is when God said, now, interact. And a cow would chew grass and produce something that did not exist in the first six days of creation, created milk. And the bees would buzz. Everybody go buzz. And they would create honey. And God would take dust and make something into something else. And you or I, you and I are in Spokane, Washington. This was just a field 30 years ago. <laughs> but I believe that there was angels that already said, if once we get something from nothing and we get something that was created into something else, and we get something that was created from something else, and we get them on location, then he can believe that God can create something from nothing and then create something from something else. And now we have a church here. You might as well just go ahead and clap your hands and get on pray because we're going to have some time here today. But it all started with dust. That's why I get a kick out of people that say, I don't know. There's just a field there. There's nothing there. Well, Pastor, you know, Brother Mayo, you don't want to move to Spokane. There's nobody there. There's not a church there. There's nothing there. you got to understand, when you have one foot in the supernatural, you don't see nothing. You see something from nothing. Come on, somebody, help me out here today. That's why we don't follow the, the we don't follow what this world says. I don't follow the opinions of man. You just give me a place to pray. You just give me a place to talk to God. You just give me a place for the Holy Ghost to move, and everything will change. Clap your hands and lift your voice and give Him praise. Well, I don't see nothing, and I don't feel nothing. The worst thing that you can do is form an opinion. Just because you don't feel anything. 
and just because you don't see nothing. Because I'm telling you, that's a perfect opportunity to let you know that God's already at work. And some of you that are new converts here, I know that you are, you are, you are shifting from, from, from everything being when you want it and everything being push button and everything being automated and everything being instant. And, and all you got to do is think it and want it and desire it and you can have it in this world. But God's way takes time. But ladies and gentlemen, it's worth it to wait on God. It's, it's worth it to find a place, they that wait of God. Hallelujah. You will rise with the wings of eagles. And so, God made something out of nothing, and now he's making something from something else. The two principles of conversion. And he all started with dust. Other scriptures throughout the word of God reveal the ministry of dust. Genesis 3 and 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat. Dust has a purpose. Dust has a function. Dust has a ministry. Genesis 3 and 19, the final resting place of Adam and Eve. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it thou was taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. I don't believe that that was what could have been, man could have lived forever had he obeyed God. But now he's going to return back to the primacy of dust. Genesis chapter 13, verse number 16, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, God's promise and reference point for the innumerable children of Abram. It was like dust. Genesis 28 and 14, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Notice with me in these two examples that God is using dust as a way of revealing the innumerable to us, the innumerable company of the faithful. They're going to be like dust. Incredible. In Matthew chapter 10, Mark chapter 6, and Luke chapter 9, we have the ministry of dust. 
and you are to shake it off where people do not respond to the gospel. Now, I looked at this because this is more than just an idiomatic phrase, shake the dust off. This is a command by Jesus for them to shake the dust off of their sandals and off of their feet and off of their garments. Come to find out, it is a refusal to allow any residual of this place to remain on me. If somebody comes, and they did, they did, this happened in the book of Acts. Paul shook off the dust and went to Iconium. But it is, it is a rejection. It is, it is a renunciation of anything from this city going with me. If you don't want the gospel of the kingdom, if you don't want the God of eternity, if you don't want this message of salvation, then I am dusting off every single bit of this terra firma that is clinging on to me that will not go to the next city because the next city may want the gospel. The next city may want Jesus. The next city may, may want Acts 2.38. Shake the dust off of thy feet and off of thy sandals. And so there is a purpose to this almost microscopic particles that we would just call, man, that's just, that's just a bunch of dirt. That's just some dust. Nowhere is the ministry of dust more important and more applicable than what we're going to talk about here for the last few minutes of my message. Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7 said, God formed man. As I talked about um, on one of the devotionals, I think it was probably Thursday, I talked about how that God designed man in such a way that man could make certain organic deductions. The ability to do that is what is under attack. The Apostle Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, verses 3 and 4, when he said, if our gospel is hid, it is hid, then them are lost to them that are lost in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Satan actually has the ability to fill a human being's brain with so much stuff that they cannot make certain elementary organic deductions that would reveal that there is a God. For example, in Romans chapter number one, he said that, that, that all creation and I'm paraphrasing this. The creation testifies of his eternal power and Godhead. 
Nature is the first dimension of understanding. When you see the little hand of a baby, when you see, uh, when you hear a bluebird sing, when you see the sun come over the eastern horizon, you don't need somebody to tell you that you came from a monkey. You need to say only a God could do this. When you see somebody go down in water and come out speaking in another tongue, you don't need to say that that is just some religious gibberish. That is the power of God that is manifested before us. When you see things in this world that absolutely puzzle science but are so elementary to make a deduction. There is a God that is behind all this. Let's clap our hands, let's lift our voice, and let's give him praise. There's a God that's behind this. And so God took dust and it became malleable and formable and deformed it with certain abilities, the five senses, the ability to ascertain logic, to entertain logic, and to make deduction through comprehension. It is a powerful thing. If you're sitting here in this audience today and you're saying, you know, I've never been to a church like this, I've never seen people so alive like this. You need to understand that the reason why we're so alive like this, we didn't get everybody in huddled together and say, now listen, church is going to start, and I want you to run, you to sit, you to run, you to run, you to run, you to sit back, you run, run. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you what's going on. There's some people in this congregation, in this audience, that really have experienced reality. What you are seeing is reality here today. This is not some fake you out denominational gibberish. This is not some deal that was invented after uh, postmodernism and some post-Martin Luther. No, ladies and gentlemen, this goes all the way back to the beginning where God said, I'm going to use flesh and blood. I'm going to use dust. I'm going to use my power. I'm going to manifest my power in them. What you are seeing here today is the demonstration of an almighty God. And that's why I refuse to sit back. That's why I refuse to be a spectator. There might be one person that's saying, you know what? There's something about this place. There's something about this environment. There's something about this place. Clap your hands, lift your voice, and give him praise. But there is nowhere that reveals the ministry and the purpose of dust more than what God began in Genesis 2 and 7. And God formed. And that is the fact that God is continuing to form us and shape us like a potter and the clay. And I looked up that word clay, and it's a biblical word, but the word clay is nothing really more than dust and water. It's, it's, it's now something that God can work with. It's now, it's now where God can put his hands on a situation and and can begin this conversion process. I've already mentioned this, but let's go back and look at this again. Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7. 
And the Lord God formed, formed man of the dust of the ground. The potter's entire purpose is to work with dust and water. Now, this is, this is as old as the Bible itself. Many cultures operated with pottery. In fact, archaeologists will tell you beyond the petroglyphics and hieroglyphics that there are, there are pieces of pottery that still have designs on them and still have engravings on them that reveal the culture and they reveal a little bit about um, the people that, 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 that made the pottery and they were trying to communicate through pottery and communicate through uh, some of the signification and some of the things that were placed on this pottery. But, but working with clay is a huge deal. And uh, in studying and preparing for this message here today, I, I learned, I never knew this before, but uh, what the potter will do is he will actually tread on the clay to make it more malleable. When they get clay and they and they begin to work with it, it's often very obdurant. It's it's resistant to 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 touch and it can't be formed and it, it can't be developed. And and so what the potter will do is he'll begin to tread on it. He'll begin to walk on it. And he'll do this repeatedly so he can break it down and make it more malleable. Uh, if there's too much water in the clay what he will do is he will is he will just let the clay set he won't even he won't even touch it he'll just he'll just let it dry out he'll let an evaporation process begin until he can get it to the place where it's where it's malleable and workable and and he can form it into something um, you're probably sitting here today and saying pastor I, I feel like you're already preaching to me I I can't feel God and I know I'm going through something in my life I want to tell you that he that has begun a good work in you will complete until the day of Jesus Christ you just come and sit in the in the potter's shop you just let God continue to work on you. I know you're just dust. Maybe your situation is just dust. Maybe it's just dirt. Maybe there's everything around you, but I'm telling you that God is going to bring you out and God is going to work on you and God is going to make something out of you. How many of you under the sound of my voice, when you walked into an apostolic environment, you were in one condition, but you sit here today. You're on your way. You're not perfect, but thank God you're not what you used to be, and you're working on the way. It is the ministry of dust. We are rebelling against this world and the supernatural world by letting God work with dust. Clap your hands and give God the praise. My wife walked in my prayer room today to wish me happy birthday. My wife will never know. The only way that she will know is the expression through me of really how beautiful a gift I feel like God has given me. You can sit there and tell her a hundred times, but if you won't even hold the door open for her and won't even get off your backside to go out and get a job and go out and do stuff to make it easier on her, oh, man, I'm preaching right now. 
What is that? That's an expression of the value that you placed on her. If you just get motivated to be what God wants you to be, now you're understanding what your family is looking for. Your family's not just looking for you to turn the lights on and, and put food in the icebox. Thank God for that. But, 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 but even some infidels do that. When you're not an infidel, you said, not only is there going to be food, but we're going to the house of God because you got to be saved. And I want you to go to heaven with me. And I want you to understand the value of God. And I want you to understand all these things. That is an expression. Let's clap our hands and give God real praise here today. Come on, somebody. Lift up your voice. Give him praise. This is a big deal. My wife walked in and tears just streaming down my face because I remember. I remember. I'm going to tell you, when the devil... When the devil tries to remind you of what you've done, just remind him of where he's going. Devil, you might have had yesterday, but you ain't getting today, and you ain't getting tomorrow, and you ain't getting next month. I've changed my direction. I've changed my attitude. I've changed my selection. I've changed my habits. Heaven is real, and God, come on, somebody. Clap your hands and give God the praise. It is the ministry of death in the sight of every lying devil. My sister sent me a text today. My sister is a licensed minister, apostolic, in Fresno, California. My sister told me about Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost at a Thanksgiving at my grandparents in about about 1981. I had bleach white hair halfway down my back. I was a horrible human being. And she sat there at a Thanksgiving celebration at my grandparents' and tried to witness to me about the goodness of the Holy Ghost. I had a bunch of peanuts in a bag. And I was throwing peanuts at her. Sister Wendy, don't, don't take this too hard. Because I was really ignorant. But she had her hair in a bun she was very modestly dressed. She was wearing just very modestly dressed. Everything about her was perfect. But I didn't know what perfect was. I thought, man, she looked weird. And you're not going to get me to join some weird kind of deal. You know, if, if it means I'm going to end up looking like this, I'm, I'm going to pass on. I'm sitting here with a cocaine problem, an alcoholic, Every other word was profanity, 
and I'm throwing peanuts at my sister. And today she sends me a text. And I thought I wouldn't even be in this unless somebody saw the value. you got to look beyond the dust. When you, when you invite that homeless person to this church, ladies and gentlemen, you're not, you're not inviting the haggard form of humanity into something that's clean and nice. It's somebody that's got a value of another world. That God will mold and shape and blow the mind of every lying devil. Clap your hands and give God the praise. Yes! And I thought, how amazing. You got to look beyond. I was in a meeting a while back where somebody was talking about people, some hideous sin in our culture. And it's... Nobody said it, but you could almost feel it. Where people were saying, thank God we don't got none of that in our church. I got up and I said, I'll tell you what. You send every one of those kind of people over to Cornerstone, I'll take them. Ladies and gentlemen, the gay community is saying I was born this way. The transgenders are saying I was born wrong. You send them on over here and I'll tell them they got to be born again. We ain't throwing nobody away. We'll take anybody. And watch the power of an almighty God take dust and begin to mold and begin to shape. Somebody lift your voice like a trumpet and give him real praise. Yes, somebody shout with a voice of triumph. Well, these pews are real nice. And uh, this carpet is custom carpet. This carpet was made for those people. This is not to impress a bunch of saints. This is so some people will come in and say, I can't believe that you guys are letting me sit here. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is how I was raised, and this is what I, I've been doing, and this is what's in my life, and this is what's in my heart, and this is what's on my rap sheet, and this is why I was in the penitentiary, and this is why I did this, and this is why I did that. And you let an apostolic get, on the, get, get a hold of that and say, that's what you were. But now God is going to take a ball of dirt and he's going to turn it into something from another world because he's going to make something from nothing. Come on, clap your hand. God is an expert in making something out of nothing. Come on, somebody lift your voice. Give him praise. Right? Come on, let's, we're just going to take a minute and give God some praise. Somebody lift your voice. If you're blessed, praise him. If you're living a life you don't deserve, praise him. If you're sitting here today and the devil told you you wouldn't make it, praise him. I remember a few years ago over on Broadway, 
on Broadway. A lot of freaky things happened on Broadway. Man, I got a whole song about that church. There were things that happened. My wife and I talk about it from time to time. It's a wonder we came through that, but the devil was trying to put us out. We moved into that building. Brother, uh, Brother Brian Hubble, I still have the first picture of that very first service, and you were standing there with your hand raised. There was maybe in that service maybe 35 people, 40 people. We had 60, 65 people when we moved into that building on Broadway. When we moved out of that building to the building across the street that's now our education center, we had 250. We quadrupled in that building. But when I think of all the hell, you know what God was doing? God was just purging all the dirt out. God was just getting all the dirt out. God's not looking for perfection. God's going to bring all kinds of stuff into this. And through, and through preaching and praying and living for God, praying, praying and living for God, God's going to get the dirt out and put his glory in. And God's going to take the blood and make you white as snow. Oh, I'm here to preach to somebody. It's the ministry of the death. Now these nice, beautiful pews, this custom carpet that Sister Mayo designed, nice pews, and okay. This is for the people that, that, that drove a Rolls Royce, you know. Uh, in the back, that's for people that rode bikes. Da -da -da. No, not in a million years. This, this right here, this is for people over in that homeless camp over on Interstate 90. Now we're waiting on him. Honey, you might have come homeless, but when Jesus Christ gets done, he's going to say, I went to prepare a place for you. Oh, man. Somebody give him praise. Somebody shout. Somebody give him glory. Somebody lift your voice. I have no right to be here, but the power of God, the plan of God. The ministry of dust. Before we finish this today, there are some people under the sound of my voice that I want to talk to specifically. The book of Jeremiah, chapter number 18. Verse number four. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, just dust and water. It became marred. It became destroyed. The same, when you look at he, the, the Hebrew, there, the way that the Hebrew language is set up is you could have one word that means a multiplicity of definitions. It's how it's used. It's in the, the arrangement of, of, of the words. And this literally means that while God was molding and shaping, it was destroyed. You're here today. 
You're wondering if God has ever got a plan B for you. The answer is yes, God has a plan B for you. Let's look at the remainder of this scripture. So he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. Could it be that what is going on in your life is that the future, according to God's program in your life, is molding and shaping something in your life that is completely different to what your dream and plans and ideas is? Because we gave up on ever letting God use us and thinking that God was ever going to use us. Man, I feel something right now. Let's just lift our hands and talk to Jesus for a minute. There are some people, man, I really feel this. I feel like God moved a couple here in particular for one reason in particular, and that was to give them an opportunity to preach and to be used of God far beyond what he was ever allowed to do or expected to do. Come on, let's pray for a minute. I feel something in the Holy Ghost here. Sir, don't look at your occupation. Come on, let's praise him. Holy Ghost is communicating some things here right now. Let's just take a moment. And give him praise. There are there are things that God sees in us that we, we may just get little tiny, little brush strokes of the evidence of something that's in us, but never, never dreamed that God sees those deeper things within us as actually being a way of life for us. And so they have to be, it has to be mined. It has to be, it has to be processed. It has to be, God has to God has to develop things so that other things can happen and then when other things happen it it, it causes a chain reaction supernatural and so we come into we come into a trial or a situation in one condition and when we come out we have a complete different anointing You see, because the whole purpose of the potter go to my go to my scripture in Lamentations, please. You gotta see this. The precious sons of Zion, comparable to fine gold, how are they esteemed as earthen pitchers? You and I were designed 
to carry something. And, 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 and that's what the potter is doing. He is, he is fashioning us, fashioning us according to time and circumstance. And when we completely get on board with him, he is free to do what only he can do to get us to where we need to be so we can carry that precious. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Let's lift our hands. Let's just pray for several moments. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up. But I want us, by the authority of the name of Jesus, we're saying, we're saying, God, I really, I don't know if I want that process. I, I know what's best for me. You're never going, you're never going to have the depth of the richness of of that anointing and that glory and that power if you live your life unto yourself and let yourself navigate. Exactly what you'll tolerate and exactly what you won't. But when you come through, God, the ministry of dust will be for all to be blessed by to be served by and the glory of God will be on your life. This is why you cannot afford to share what God is doing in your life with people that are that are carnal because you, you can't allow anybody to sabotage your understanding about what God is doing with you. Like, uh, like because it's, it's, it's not going to be in their playbook. It's not going to be something <clears throat> they're going to comprehend the value of that process. You have to say, no, this, this process, is, is, it's, it, it hurts. It's, it's, it's painful. It's, it's uncomfortable. That's why it says in Romans chapter 9, go to that scripture, if you would, please, Brother Tristan, Romans 9. Nay, but, O oh man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, why hast thou made me thus? Why am I going through this? Why am I feeling this? Why is this taking place in my life? See, all of denominationalism has learned, they've learned to service. The 21st century American with a program, instead of the pain of the process of separation and the preparation to become a vessel of honor. It's an unpopular message. It's unpopular. People want something right now. We want, we want, we want a program for the kids. We want this. We want, we want contemporary Christian music. We want this. We want uh, Americans have been trained to think they know what's best for them. And that's why when you're inviting people into an apostolic environment, like there's some, we have some visitors here with us here today. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just like you. I am not a generational apostolic. I'm first generation. When I came in and saw the worship and the demonstration, I said, 
I have never seen anything like this. And when I started to feel what other people were feeling, I said, I've never felt anything like this. But when I saw it on a page, and I saw it in black and white, and I saw it as apostolic doctrine, it was worth me laying down drugs. It was worth me getting rid of the bottle. It was me leaving heavy metal. It was me leaving everything else. It was worth me leaving the world. I didn't know what I was getting into, but now I become a vessel with his hands on me and his glory in me and his power in me. Only a fool will base the opinion on what this is all about. According to what you see, according to what you hear, and according to what you think you know. Because I would have never bought into this. This is why... When God starts moving on people and he starts forming on them, Pastor, what's going on? Pastor, what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. He's forming you. <laughs> He's forming you into something that will withstand an eternal weight of glory. The ministry of dust. Dust. I remember many years ago going to my pastor. And this is why I love these people absolutely. I can't even put into words the value that they, they mean to me. He said, Brother Rick, you're on the wheel. The wheel. The wheel was a device that a potter used that he operated with his foot. And he could regulate the speed of the wheel by how fast he moved his foot up and down on a treadle that would either allow the process for him to do fine-tuning but there's some people under the sound of my voice that are involved in the ministry of dust. That's why this means absolutely nothing to me. Well, pastor, this church gets to do this, and they get to do that. They... Doesn't even register with me. Because I know if you'll listen to me, what God wants to do with your life. With you in control, it's only going to be about this deep. When God gets done, he wants it that deep. Because only God is able to make us into a vessel of honor in which when we begin to pour out, the oil just keeps flowing and the anointing just keeps flowing. And he, he doesn't want flesh involved and he, he doesn't want opinions involved and he doesn't want what other people think involved. He wants it pure and powerful. The ministry of dust. Let's stand. Let's lift our hands and let's give him great praise.
God is preparing vessels all over this building that will change their world. Come on, let's continue to pray. I'm almost done. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to invite everybody in this building to come and just stand around the altar, and we're going to pray a little bit, and then you're going to be dismissed. So why don't we do that right now? Why don't we come? And just stand. Just get as close as you can so that others can come up behind you. And we're going to pray here in a few moments. And God's going to move. God is going to move. I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. Thank God for this incredible group of people here today. Wonderful group of people. Let's lift our hands and let's give God praise here today. Let's lift our voices and love him. The potter has his hands on you. You might feel a little bump there. You might... You might there might be an air pocket that needs to get worked out. You might, there might be an impediment. There might be a habit. There might be, there might be a foreign material that needs to come out of it. So that, because when he pours himself into that vessel, it, 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 it's got to be processed. It's got to be, it's got to be purged of anything else. Come on, come on, lift your voice. This is why you're going through what you're going through. This is why you're experiencing what you're experiencing. You can tell God no. You can say, I'm getting off this. You can say, I don't like this. You can say, you just don't understand, Pastor. But ladies and gentlemen, I do understand. It is the ministry of dust. God is not done. Come on, lift your voice. Maybe lay your hand on the shoulder of somebody right there, brother to brother and sister to sister, and let's begin to pray for one another. Yeah, you can say, I, I, I'm not going any deeper. I'm not going any further. I, I, I don't want any of this. I, I, don't know. I don't know if I'm buying into all this. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. But there's some of us. God, you can have your way. You can do anything you want to with me. God, you bought me. You paid for me with a price. Somebody pray, 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 pray.